0: Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, For today's call, When Do I Need to Upgrade My ERP? Sean Wendell is our speaker for today. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software advisory firms. Sean advises mid- to large-sized businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, and human capital management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. There are only a few people in the world with the practical experience Sean has gained with helping hundreds of clients across many industries with selecting and implementing a wide variety of enterprise software solutions. On today's call, Sean will discuss the four most common reasons why companies upgrade their ERP system and when to know if your company needs to upgrade their financials and or ERP system. Unless your company is undergoing one of these specific issues, we advise companies to not change their ERP if they don't have to. Uh, Let me introduce Sean Wendell.
1: Thanks, Juliet. So this is Sean Wendell with ERP Advisors. Thank you for joining today. Um, So the the title of our call is one of my favorite topics to talk about is, um, uh, when do you need to upgrade your ERP? Um, It's one of my favorite um, topics because we get it a lot, and the answer is not exactly what you would expect it to be. And we'll talk about the why here in a little bit. So I'm going to start off today by talking about what does it actually mean to upgrade my ERP? Um, And that even means different things now, especially in this software-as-a-service cloud-based kind of technology environment that we're in now. So, So let me define what upgrading means. So there's really two different definitions of upgrade. The first one is more of a literal definition of upgrading your software package. So let's say that you're running on Epicore 10, and you want to upgrade to Epicor 11 when it when it's available. So you're in the same application, basically. Um, well, not really, but I'll get to that in too two in a minute. But you're basically going from an existing application version with the same vendor to the next version with the same vendor. That's that's more of the literal definition of upgrading, where you're going from one version to a higher version of the same application. Now, a more general definition of upgrading is just kind of like upgrading your house, going from a smaller house to a bigger house, or upgrading your car from a lower car to you know something that that has higher end or upgrading um really anything in life where you 're basically taking your existing condition and you're making it better and and that's the definition that we're going to go with right now so what I mean is um, imagine that you are responsible for the software for your organization and you feel like you need to change it, right? Why would you need to upgrade it or change it? That's that's the vein that we're going to go along, which is basically why would you change your software? Um, not even necessarily when do you upgrade the version of software that you're on. And And the reason for that is... Going from one version to the up to the next version, the more newer version is really a very different. Um, it's a very different scenario now than it used to be, even five to ten years ago. Because again, as I said earlier, as applications are are more residing or they're more um, uh, living in the cloud, they reside in the cloud. Upgrades basically happen. And you don't even know it usually. There's some applications in the professional service automation space like Mavenlink or financial applications like NetSuite where they are in the cloud and they upgrade those applications um, very, very frequently, sometimes more frequently than you even know about. Um, Now, again, there's bigger upgrades that happen, and they will tell you about that, and we'll uh, make sure that you know to do your regression testing on your existing application. But upgrading from a current version or an older version to a newer version in the cloud is really irrelevant because it just happens automatically, which is a huge benefit of the cloud, which is a – that's actually a topic we talked about in one of our earlier discussions a couple months ago is kind of the cloud-based software. So, so now I really do want to get into the real reasons why you need to change or make your existing ERP better. And and like like Juliet said in our intro, and I think our intro um, even on the website said we really do not advise companies to change software or upgrade software unless they really have to. Um, it's uh, it can be a very very difficult exercise to do it. Now that being said, there's There's um, um, about – the last numbers I saw were in the $40 billion range between software and services spent on on ERP, enterprise resource planning software, for mid-sized businesses in North America every year. So that's a lot of money. So there's a lot of money that goes into software. There's a lot of new vendors, and there's a lot of folks that are changing their software. So while it's risky and and while it's challenging, the reality is you just got to do it sometimes. So this is really what I'm excited to share with you guys is these are the four reasons, and I would challenge anybody on the call, to get in touch with us through the website to let us know if there's some other reason that you've run into But in our experience of combined about um, 150 years between our key people, our principals, and our solutions, our senior consultants, um, and myself, um, I make up about 125 years of that experience. Just kidding. Um, But really, amongst all of us, when we really sat down and kind of looked at this, why do companies, um, or when do they need to upgrade, these four reasons came out. So let me tell you what those are. So the first reason that you're going to need to upgrade is growth. So when a business is going through significant change and there's more business transactions to track, meaning there's just more flow of sales that are coming through, there's more sales, there's more fulfillment transactions that are coming through, there's more employees that are coming through, there's just more data that comes with business transactions increasing more and more and more, there's more projects that you're running. Um, that information does need to be tracked because you have people that are in a position of management that can't see what's happening in the business as much because there's so much data that's flowing. So, so um, more business transactions going through the organization is an indication of growth. That's a great reason to do it. Um, a couple more kind of growth indicators, too, that we look at. There's There's four total, the first being the more business transactions to track. But the second one under growth is that you're offering new products and new services. So we were just at a client last week that's a security integration company. They sell um, installations of security equipment, panels, access control, cameras, monitoring devices, all kinds of things to corporations, Fortune 500s and down. And um, with that, business <clears throat> What's turned out to happen is their their model is shifting to also offer a lot of additional services on top of that installation, such that their goal is really to offer more value-added services than the installations. So so their business is changing drastically. They're not just day projects, field services, go out and help if you got a problem. No, they're they're doing more proactive managed services going forward. So so that growth is leading them to look into new software. So the third indication of growth that we see is that um, organizations are selling to new markets. So whereas before maybe you focused on a certain geographic region in the U.S. or maybe even just the U.S. and the requirements were what they were. Now as you go into additional jurisdictions outside of the U.S. even or, or even international to Europe or, or Africa or Asia – um, there's, there's whole new sets of requirements that come in to support those markets that your current application probably doesn't support unless you bought bigger earlier on. And that can be anything from number formatting to language, but it's also business processes are run differently in the UK than they are in the US, for instance, on procurement. This is a reason why we don't normally recommend choosing European-based applications for um, uh, the United States business processes because um, organizations like Unit 4, have they're one of the top ERP companies in the entire world, and their processes are baked into the app a little bit different than the U.S. If you're going abroad, it's something to really look at as maybe an application that has uh, more experience with with new markets. Now, the fourth indicator of growth is maybe you bring on a, a completely new business line. So um, we've run into this before with with retailers where they focused on um, um, pharmaceutical, it's a specific category of cosmetic um, uh, 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 products that are very focused around like beauty products. There's a much better name to say that than beauty products. It's like biopharmaceutical something. But in that industry, um, the products that this organization was offering were very focused on um, you know, holistic ingredients, 100% natural. Um, you know, very, very, very much targeted towards like a Whole Foods kind of a, a public, which is who they ended up selling through. Well, they decided to bring in a whole new business line um, around some other health and beauty products that weren't um, necessarily like a like a like a, a cosmetic or a beauty product. It was more kind of a hard good. And and that was a completely different thing for them. So whereas they used um, outsourced manufacturers to do um, their their chemical mixing, their contract manufacturers to to make the product for them on the cosmetic side, on the hard goods side, they actually could do that assembly. They could receive some items from China. They put them together themselves. They boxed them up. They packaged them and sent them. So it was a whole new business line that they had to bring in um, new software to support that kind of growth with. So as I said, growth, great reason to change software, great reason to upgrade your ERP. So what are the other three? Well, the next one is M&A activity. So uh, mergers and acquisition, which we see a lot, um, especially in the space that we tend to service, which is mid-sized businesses, which are really anywhere from very well early, early stage startups, very well funded early early, um, stage startups all the way through to maybe Five six hundred million in revenue. um, There's a lot of changes that happen with um, uh, within that area of the market right now. There's many many things that are kind of happening, and so when there's a lot of M and A activity, we do see that um, organizations may need to upgrade their software to either support um, what the new investor group is looking for. Um, or even certainly if somebody, um, uh, there's a strategic buy and a small organization gets bought, they're probably going to upgrade into what the, uh, what the holding company has. So, so that's, a, that's a really good reason to switch software. Um, the next reason um, for a specific reason why you would want to change your ERP software is legacy technology. So we run into this a lot, again, in our market space where there's organizations that have existed for sometimes decades on applications that maybe were either custom built or maybe it's an old version of an application that they never upgraded because they were afraid to lose their customizations, right? And you upgrade an old kind of on-premise software market or on-premise on software deployment, excuse me you lose your customizations. You basically have to rewrite them. So a lot of companies kind of just got onto an app, they built it out, and it was fine, and they just left it. Maybe they did a little bit of reports or whatever over the years, but it's basically become a legacy technology. Not too many people know it. It's not very well supported. Maybe there's a couple developers that you have to employ to keep track of it. That's how you know you have legacy technology. So in that instance, um, it might be that um, the application is no longer supported by anybody. Um, we've had some clients recently that, that, that's, that we've had that circumstance where um, a fire department had written an application um, that was on a very, very widely used uh, database application development uh, framework 25 years ago that now nobody knows. Um, so there's nobody to support this, so that's that 's definitely a great reason to look at upgrading. And another thing when we talk about under legacy technology is um, I mentioned this, you can tend to depend upon legacy support resources. So what that means is you only have a couple people that know the application that runs the entire organization. It could be $50 million, could be $500 million in, in revenue or, um, you know, 500 employees, 1,000 employees, and the entire operation runs because one or two people are able to care and feed for the application. Um, that's a risk for sure. That's a great reason to look at upgrading your technology. Even if the app works okay and it meets the needs of the business, Um, a more proactive, savvy leader will look at that and say, whoa, these folks are, maybe they're even um, approaching retirement age. You know, we always talk about uh, what happens if somebody hits the lottery. If somebody hits the lottery, they're probably going to do a nice transition. It will be quick, but it'll be a nice transition. The alternative to that is they get hit by a bus. I, I, I try to be a little bit more positive than that, but that is the worst case scenario. We actually, years ago, had a client where the really key person was was literally walking in downtown Denver and got hit by a bus. <laughs> and they ended up in the hospital. Fortunately, they weren't that hurt, um, but you really have to be careful when you say that because it does happen. But if you have these really key support resource folks that are literally taken out, um, that's, that's not good. So great reason to upgrade for that. And then under the last thing, under legacy technology, of course, we had no longer supported dependent on legacy support resources. But the last thing is it doesn't do what it's supposed to do anymore. So the application was put in place to automate your manufacturing process, let's say. And over time, your manufacturing process changed from maybe a job shop where you're building a lot of stuff for folks out in the field to now more of a standard off the shelf, more make to stock um, model, and the app doesn't really kind of support what that model looks like. More volume, um, you know, less skews, you know, more focused on tracking actual costs versus standard costs because your your manufacturing process is more standardized. So the app just doesn't do that. It wasn't made to do that, and the business shifted. So, so that's a, that's kind of another indicator under legacy technology that we look for. Now, um, the next area um, that that is a great, great, great reason to change software, upgrade your software, is regulatory reasons. So, um, right now, we see this, especially on the accounting side. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an inactive CPA, so I can say this. Um, CPAs have a tendency to create regulations with the interest of protecting the public But also sometimes it seems like it's in the interest of further um, generating additional accounting and advisory services. So you see a lot of very complex accounting rules that that are coming out and, you know, around leasing and how leases are managed. Um, on the books to show them as liabilities, as well as even um, um, revenue recognition rules are changing. So you see actually a lot of software vendors kind of repositioning their products around, hey, we can help you with these things. But um, but it really is true that when there are regulatory changes, you have to look at um, upgrading your software in some instances. Certainly when Sarbanes actually came out, we worked with an international organization um, multi-sites throughout the world. And their existing application just really couldn't provide the internal controls that were required for Sarbanes-Oxley um, compliance as a public company that they needed to to fulfill. And and it was a significant issue where they had material risks um, for several years. And their stock price was shot. It went way down. You know, the board's looking at the CEO and uh, CFO was actually let like, go. Oh, like, this is a big deal and when we did the needs analysis for them to help them figure out what to do we kind of said well look the existing software solution you have isn't bad and and it's actually quite pervasive in your industry um however the way it was implemented it's 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 a bit like um like having a playground where you got a bunch of people and they're playing and you can't get them out like you just can't do it like you can lock out users and you can do this and you can do that but basically the 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 folks that were maintaining the software had provided access to so many other people that there was no way that they could cut off control except to cut off control. But yet you had so many users and and subject matter experts in that application in the organization that they could just change it. They could just, okay, you cut off the control, you stop that person from coming in. Okay, well, I'll just restart it. And it's not like it's a, this is really important on the regulatory point, really, really important. It's not as if you have employees that are looking to backdoor into an application to steal money or do some fraud things or protect them from having uh, fictitious vendors. I mean, that does happen for sure. There's no question about that. But that very, very, very rarely does it happen. But the bulk of the regulatory reasons for changing and upgrading your, your system are that you have... An environment around your current application that just has weak controls. It has weak functionality around being able to meet the leasing requirements or around the recurring revenue requirements. And so while it could be done, um, the people that you have and that know that application might not have the capability to either implement it or if they do, they'll change it. So that's why we see clients that will upgrade like the international organization I described earlier to a brand new app and basically, nobody knows it except for the the administrators who report directly to the CFO or whoever's responsible, for the controller for controlling risks. So, um, regulatory changes are a very, very good reason to, um, um, to to upgrade. So, so the four that we've talked about so far: growth, M&A activity, legacy technology, and regulatory. Now. If you've been on any of our earlier calls, I always like to throw in a little bonus just for hanging out to the end of the call, which I always appreciate you all doing. And and there is one other instance that that is a great reason to look at upgrading. Notice I say to look at, and that doesn't necessarily mean to do it. But one other thing to keep in mind is new leadership. So, what that means is you have a new CFO, you have a new CEO that's been hired to um, take an organization to the next level, whether that means organic growth, whether that means acquiring other organizations, or it means being acquired. Um, they can come in and they can have a, um, a different view of how the business should be run. They might want more visibility into the business than what existed today or before them. Um, they may also want to automate more of the processes that were manual, may also want to mandate a specific technology solution that they've used in the past. So that kind of fifth bonus reason that we suggest that you look at upgrading is definitely in a new leadership environment. That doesn't mean it is a guarantee. Like the other four are almost like you're going to have to change software, honestly, Um you know, those are those are things that are, are so material that, that you there's a 95% chance if you're thinking upgrading is the right thing to do, then do it. The new leadership, though, is something just to keep in the back of your mind. We have an organization we're working with right now that's basically a services firm throughout the country, and they're bringing in the new leadership team. And the CFO is, has just said, look, I, we have a lot of problems on payroll and HR, and I'm not... I'm done having those problems. These need to be resolved. So, you know, ERP advisors tell us that these problems are systemic or related to our systems, um, our, our business applications, which part of them are. Um, and then, you know, what talk to help me understand what I should do for a new application. So, I mean, we advise clients across all these areas. And of course, if you have any questions, you can always let us know. But at the end of the day, as I said, the four most most common reasons why companies upgrade are growth, M&A activity, legacy technology, and regulatory changes. And like I said, the the fifth one that you need to keep an eye on is new leadership. So appreciate your time today. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sean, as always. Great information. Uh, Thank you for joining us for today's call. Please let us know if we can answer any questions you have. And if you'd uh, like a summary of today's talk, be sure to email us and we can send that out to you. Our next call is Tuesday, November 14th. Can a botched ERP implementation be salvaged? In this next, excuse me, next edition of the ERP Advisor, find out how even the most delayed and over-budget implementation can be salvaged so that you can get your company past the finish line to go live with the new system you set out to have. Please go to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com, for more details and to register. Thank you again for joining us.